Good morning. This is the Eager Beaver Show. You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver Media Podcast. True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. Good morning and hello kids and welcome to season three and episode number 212 of the Daily Beaver Morning Show on the Cryer Media Network. Yeah. Today recording day is Wednesday, September 20th, 2023, and it is going to be a beautiful, lovely day here at the Beaver Lodge. I can tell just by looking at the sky. I'm your host, the eager beaver, pronouns he, him, hey, Mr. Beaver A, and with me as always is my dear friend, Mr. Grizzly. Uh, apologize for starting a little late today. The beaver sweetie needed the computer early this morning. Got to make sure that uh, we mold young minds. That's the priority. And then we deliver the news. I am also sorry uh, that I keep on uh, sinking lower and lower and lower in the frame with every show because for some reason that camera keeps on being put in a different position so no i have not uh my beaver sweetie has not shrunk the beaver yet again um i'm full fun sized as you can see just um <clears throat> for some reason somebody's playing some kind of trick on me so tomorrow i figure i'll do the show like this it's like a loompa oh man all right, but before we do anything else, let's do the most important thing we do every day. Say hello to you, Mr. Grizzly, and ask how your mental health is doing today, sir. Good morning, Mr. Beaver. Um, yeah, I'm still trying to get over the whole Oompa Loompa thing. Um, uh, mental health-wise, um, 
I'm feeling really good today. I, I slept, I went to bed at 10. I woke up at three and did the, uh, did the thing you do when you wake up at three and then went right back to sleep again. Um, I've only had one cup of coffee and I went to pour another and I realized my carafe was empty and I didn't have time to make another pot. So it's like, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent awake yet, but full confession. Uh, I've not been a hundred percent mentally lately. I've been trying to do what I do when I'm suffering and mask it, but, um, yeah, I've not been a hundred percent. Um, uh, just a, a little bit overwhelmed with everything right now. I've got like a ton of work on my plate. Um, concerned about this, you know, getting doing a good show every day, and and the research into some of the stuff that we're reading about, some tech stuff, and things I'm worried about for Saturday's podcast. Plus, I have a major major thing I have to take care of at work this morning, so it's a lot on my mind. And I hadn't been sleeping very well lately, which affects my both my anxiety and my depression. Although the medication does help, it's it's not a it's not a cure-all. Yeah, and I've had some dark thoughts lately. I'm, and I've, I, haven't, I haven't really been talking about it because when you're thinking about it, you don't want to talk about it because you don't want to right. think about it more. Right. So I'm on the other side of it now. So that's, yeah, yeah. I'm not 100%, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing really good. So let's, you know, let's, let's enjoy that while we have it. All right. Well, I'm sorry to learn that you've been going through a tougher time, my friend. And uh, I am definitely happy and celebrating that you are feeling better. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Ah, good morning to the best damn fam in all of podcasting. Yes. Thank you for joining us. I see Kit Dan. I see the Daily Beaver. I figured I'd add the ICs because people like the romp room. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I see Kit Mohan and Kit Ellen and Kit Linda M and Kit Jen and Kit Elaine and Kit Bruce. Hey, lovely to see you today, sir. It's been a while. Thank you for joining us. Uh, let's see who else do we have. Kit Jillian. Uh, Kit Grappling. Hey, hey, good morning to you. Good, good, good soul. And let's see who else do we have. Kit Saucy, of course. Hello, mama. Hope you're doing well. Kit Kendra, bonjour, mon pot Christian. Comment ça va? All right. Um, let's see. Well, um, yesterday's news uh, landed and um, didn't land the same for everyone. And um, uh, I think we had unity for all of about uh, 35 seconds. Uh, until uh, PP started undermining everybody by, um, well, suggesting, um, not saying, but suggesting that um, given that the prime minister didn't tell him any more in uh, private than he had told all of us in public, that, um, well, uh, PP would like to see some evidence that these uh, allegations are actually true, which is, um, you can't. What the India is saying at the moment, right? These allegations possibly cannot be true. Um, so that's his Helsinki uh, we, moment, eh? Yeah, but we have one little problem. Um, PP doesn't have a security clearance, so yeah, even if there were secrets that the Prime Minister could show him, it's not like he could actually see it. Really weird that he'd be choosing to bring attention to the fact that he can't allegedly secure a higher level security clearance at this particular moment. At this particular juncture, 
in time. Just struck me as really, really weird. Yeah, PP should get his security clearance, and if I were the prime minister, I'd probably may be making that point. Mm -hmm. uh, speaking of the security clearances, uh, we didn't hear anything about it in the news whatsoever, and uh, I was listening to an old interview with uh, Jagmeet Singh from about uh, around August 28th yesterday, uh, and I was sitting there, I'm going, oh, wait a minute, we <coughs> reported on Elizabeth May looking up, having looked at those documents from the, mm -hmm. well, what documents were available. Right. That CSIS made available, which is probably not the same set of documents that uh, David Johnson thought that CSIS would be making available. Uh, and we heard that Mr. Singh had gotten his security clearance and had he'd be checking on it, but we hadn't heard anything. Mm. Well, yesterday I decided to look for it. I didn't find anything in any English media, and I found one article in mm. Francophone media saying that he had indeed looked at it and basically came to the same conclusions as Miss May. Why didn't the rest of the media report on that then? Guess Miss May did it first. And Jagmeet Singh didn't have anything new to add other than, well, me too. Yeah, I guess. So it didn't get covered. But, but I was wondering, because when, when, when we hear from him, because yeah. he, he's a car partner in the supply and confidence motion, you'd think we would hear from him. Well, not to mention the fact that I would have thought that um, they would report on it because it's like... Uh, He's in, in, in complete congruence, congruence, agreeance. What is the word I'm looking for? Agreeance. Is that even a word? Um, agreement. Agreement with with Ms. May's findings, or Mrs. Is it Mrs. now? Yeah, uh, we talked about it. I'm, I keep on saying Miss May if it's the last name, but we, Mrs. May would probably be fine as well. Yes, yes. Um, Elizabeth May. Uh, he was in, in agreement with her findings. They didn't report on it. I'm like, because that paints a bad picture for Skippy. Mm-hmm. That's just my theory. Yeah. Well, it, it does. <laughs> it really does. It does paint a bad picture. And like it's most of the newspapers picture. are conservatively owned, owned by, you know, conservative. <sighs> they just don't want to tell the truth anymore or report on it. Yeah. I guess. I, I just, you know, it's, it's, it's exasperating. <sighs> Man, I tell yeah. you. No, it is. And now, like, and clearly, like I mentioned on previous show, uh, on the previous show, I'm not the most well-versed person on India-sick relations. <laughs> right. Um, but, um, well, the Indians weren't happy. Um Canada's High Commissioner to New Delhi was summoned to India's External Affairs Ministry and told that one of his country's senior diplomats was being kicked out. Mm -hmm. uh, he was given five days to pack up and leave India. So some tit for tat was involved there, um, which is very similar. We, we, we didn't call for government-sanctioned extrajudicial murdering of a Indian citizen in India. So their tit yeah. for tat is not very good. <laughs> It's not, it's an apple to an orange. I get it. We kick somebody out. They're going to kick somebody out. But it's like, well, we kick somebody out because of what you did. And we called you out on it. So you're going to kick us out because we told the truth. Is that, that's, that's what we're doing now. Is that how it's going now? Yeah. Yeah. So outside Canada's high commission in New Delhi, extra security officers were, uh, summoned to make sure there was no threat of violence. Um, 
somebody uh, from the Indian government is on the record as saying, we do not accuse another country of assassination until you have moved from credible allegations to critical evidence. And that is why I say it has been an extremely immature and extremely irresponsible statement. Uh, that's actually not from, uh, sorry, uh, the Indian government, but from a counterterrorism expert, Ajay Sani uh, from India. Um, we're going to have to expect these types of uh, statements uh, from India, similar to China, calling what the Prime Minister has done extremely immature and irresponsible and trying to denigrate everything, just like every time we give China a minimum of just little side eye. It's like, stop interfering in our internal affairs. So um, there's a lot of China going on. We mentioned this yesterday that India is borrowing from China's playbook here. Um, they're also borrowing a lot from Turkey's playbook. I was thinking more and more of this, but uh, remember when um, Erdogan had tried in the United States to get them to uh, kidnap some guy named Fatula, Fatuma Galen, in the middle of the night and load him upon an airplane and bring him to Turkey so he could get uh, the Mohammed Bonesaw mm -hmm. treatment? Ah, uh, and uh, that was interrupted. This seems very similar, except I think now they're just sort of getting tired. Well, fine, you won't let us bring them to our country so that we can hack them up into pieces. We'll just do it on your territory then. <sighs> Damn. Because they keep on, I mean, this is like three incidents in the past few years now. And different countries are involved, yeah, it's, it's, uh... but it's the same play. Uh, yeah, it's disturbing. Yeah. So uh, you got PP asking to see evidence. Um, again, I don't know why he would be asking to see evidence if he won't get a security clearance, and I certainly don't know why he would be asking. I hope he's not asking for to make that type of evidence public because now would definitely not be the time. But if you do want to be helpful and do something to help this country, Skippy, get off your damn overprivileged ass and get that security he clearance then he won't complain now one of the he reasons won't. this issue is so big and i did not know this until yesterday but as is the case for ukrainians canada has the largest sick diaspora in the world close to 806 live in canada i thought it was sick it, it's sick it is sick. Talked about it the other day, and uh, I've, I've been yeah. paying attention, listening to um, uh, quotes. Uh, and uh, Mr. Singh yesterday in the House of Commons said sick, and I was listening uh, okay. uh, this morning to a um, uh, representative from a, a, a national group. I can't remember the name off the top of my head, uh, and okay. uh, he also was saying sick. So we've been saying it wrong all these years. Yeah, I, I think it was one of those things. It's, it's like a, like, like I, I I'd heard also I mentioned on a press show that normally. The word is it Shiites, it's shits, but nobody wants to say shits, so we said Shiites. Mm. So I guess nobody wanted to say six because, oh, these people are right. sick, right? So we, yeah. we, we, we made the I long, but the six pronounce it sick. So, but this I didn't know. Yeah. Well, and I'm wondering if, if, if anybody was horribly offended by that. Like I, a genuine question, was anybody horribly offended by that because um, if, if you're sick and you, and you live in Canada and you speak both languages, you would understand that that, that pronunciation 
kind of carries a somewhat negative connotation. Yeah. Well, it's almost like when we were naming those Omicron variants, right? And we got to the Greek letter G, and then mm -hmm. we skipped over it because the chairman of China's last name also happens to be G, and nobody wanted to write it as the yeah. G virus. <laughs> yeah. For good reason, because it you know, emanated from China. Yeah. So. so, you know, we may have decided to just like, um, let's just skip over by making that eye long. <laughs> yeah. uh, but yes, it seems that it is indeed six. Um, the things you learn on this podcast. I'm hey, you, we pay attention. When, when somebody asks the question, I get the bug in my ear and then I start, you know, listening for stuff. So, right. Um, now, uh, the actual statement from India's Ministry of External Affairs in responding to what happened says, quote, allegations of government of India's involvement in any act of violence in Canada are absurd and motivated. They could have borrowed mm. that from China, that first line. Similar allegations were made by the Canadian Prime Minister to our Prime Minister and were completely rejected. Just like China. We never do anything wrong. We never interfere in anybody's personal affairs or national affairs or internal affairs, but everybody seems to interfere in ours. Why do people persecute? Why are we so persecuted? Is basically what the government is of India saying, and persecuted by Canada, apparently. Uh, similar allegations were made, so I mentioned that one, sorry. Um, such unstubs, such unstubs, sorry, let's try it again. Such unsubstantiated allegations seek to shift the focus from Khalistani terrorists and extremists who have been provided shelter in Canada and continue to threaten India's sovereignty and territorial integrity. The inaction of the Canadian government on this matter has been a longstanding and continuing concern. Well, 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 now, um, the thing is that according to, uh, the, oh, let's see, what was the name of the organization? I noted it, uh, the organization six, uh, no, not six. Ah, it's the national organization representing Canadian six. I'm sorry. I've, um, lost. Ah, there we go. The world sick organization of Canada, uh, its uh, spokesperson has uh, said this. How India defines terrorism is very different to what we see as terrorism and how we understand that term. India defines terrorism as anything that threatens its territorial integrity and unity. So someone talking about sovereignty, talking about Khalistan, is heralded as a terrorist and there were accusations made against Mr. Niger in 2016 that he was running a terrorist training camp in British Columbia. There was a video posted in the media of six uh, at a firing range. And uh, the mayor actually had to come forward and say that the allegations were completely ludicrous. This was in the area of uh, Hope, British Columbia at uh, the time. Uh, and saying that if anything, if there was anything criminal that Mr. Niger was involved in, that that information should have been passed on to the Canadian authorities, where if there was something, well, he would have been investigated, would have been tried and found guilty and be convicted. But uh, all he was guilty of, according to to the World Sikh Organization of Canada was being the presidents of the largest Gurdwara in Canada and speaking mm -hmm. from that stage about Khalistan. And given that he was very open for support for Khalistan and encouraging people to vote in a Khalistan referendum, well, that's terrorism. The Voting. thing is, is that it's not the first time 
that a referendum has taken place in Canada. One was held in Brampton a while ago when over 100,000 people showed up to vote in that one in support of Khalistan. The most recent one had 135,000 people, and that was in Surrey, British Columbia, which was happening while the Prime Minister was in India. Right? Uh, so, uh, he says, India is uh, going to persecute anyone that talks about it. So it's not a surprise at all to the World Sick Organization that this has happened because there actually was a million rupee bounty on Mr. Niger's head. I did not know any of this. <laughs> well, let me just check here. What are you checking, my good friend? Oh, okay. Sorry, I didn't. Uh, sorry, I didn't see you telling me to keep talking. Uh, so, the can and there's another group, um, the Canadian Council of the National Council of Canadian Muslims. Uh, they're worried about it as well. Um, they consider it an extremely serious matter that needs to be dealt with with the utmost urgency. And they're asking for four things. Uh, one, the immediate recalling of Canada's ambassador. Two, uh, starting the process to expel India's ambassador to Canada. Three, ceasing all discussions of trade negotiations with India. That has happened. And four, in conjunction with the NWSO, and I'm sorry I did not look up what that acronym means, we're calling on the immediate meaning of the RR. RSS organization in Canada and the expulsion of all its agents from the country because you can't do a business with a country that's killing your citizens. Of course not. I, I just wanted to do a, a calculation. I had to pull up the, the calculation here. Okay. One million rupees. Do you have any idea what that is in Canadian dollars? No idea. Take a, take a crazy guess. Uh, I don't even know what the exchange rate. I don't know if like one rupee is lower or higher than the dollar. One million rupees is 16,000 Canadian dollars. That's it? That's it. That's what a life is worth in India. 16,000 bucks. That's not a livable wage in this country. Wow. And Serb was only about 12 bucks an hour when you averaged it out. $16,000 an hour. $16,000, yeah. To be precise, one million rupees is 16,159 Canadian dollars or 12,034 US dollars. 9,073 pounds. Yeah. 11,246 euros. And seven Whoa. Ethereum. <laughs> Whoa. Ethereum yeah, it's, 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 um, yeah. 10,000 Swiss francs, 18,000 Australian dollars, 20,000 New Zealand dollars, 4.2 million Argentinian dollars, and uh, 180 million six hundred and seventy one thousand nine hundred and forty seven um uh, lebanese pounds jeez and it's jeez. uh 510 million uh iranian reels sorry I, it's, it's just it's a conversion thing here but yeah. i just it's fascinating when, when you when you put it into the perspective of what it is in canadian dollars it's like really that's really like that's wow yeah 
The CEO of the National Council of Canadian Muslims uh, is also saying that, um, quote, we know several people personally that are very close to the National Council of Canadian Muslims that have been targeted by RSS-affiliated organizations in Canada and in the GTA. So when this happened, there were, uh, there, were as, there were many people in the Muslim community who were quite concerned. What does this mean for my security, that a prominent member, a leader of the Sikh community, would be assassinated in broad daylight by a foreign government? It's absolutely, absolutely despicable, and nobody in this country should worry about their safety when walking out of a place of worship. Indeed. And again, I completely agree with that. Nobody should be worrying about their safety at any moment. Not um, in this country. We're not supposed to worry about that. I have an interesting article here from Bloomberg. Canada's murder allegations were raised to India weeks ago. Yes. Issue was flagged through security and diplomatic channels. Allies taking media response at sensitive economic time. Um, it says Trudeau's team had been working closely with the U.S. and U.K. over the summer on the investigation, yep. eventually expanding to other European and NATO allies, according to a person with knowledge of the matter. Canadian officials raised the issue through security and diplomatic channels with Indians' government throughout August and September, said the person who asked not to be named, speaking about private matters. Yep, yep. So they've been working for this for a while. This did not come as a surprise to the government no. in India when this was brought up. And, you know, the news became big in Canada when the Prime Minister read that statement in the House of Commons. But last week on our show, we had mentioned Al Jazeera mm -hmm. was already reporting that this mm -hmm. might be some of the reasons, and we, we brought that to you. Um, now, uh, nobody, and again, from uh, the National Council of Canadian Muslims and the World Sikh Organization of Canada are surprised because apparently they're, like, like you said, from our side, there was stuff happening before that everybody, if you were paying attention in that field and you had your ear to the ground, you knew about. Well, so was there on uh, the government of India's side. Um, the president, uh, the spokesperson for the World Sikh Organization of Canada says, this is actually based on decades of Indian interference in Canada in the Sikh community. So for most Canadians, this was a shock to hear that India might be engaging in these sort of activities. But for Sikhs of Canada, Sikhs of Canada, this is not a surprise. So when Mr. Niger was assassinated, we knew exactly who was behind it. There mm. were indications well before that, as early as June 2022, there were threats against his life. In fact, in Indian media, a narrative was being formed that he might be targeted, and they claim tongue-in-cheek. Well, it might be a gang war. Well, because Surrey, right? He might, you know, lose his life. And then his death was actually preceded by two other targeted assassinations of Sikhs who supported Khalistan. And there were actually social media accounts and others in India who said, quote, bad news for Khalistanis dropping like flies and bad news will likely be coming next from Canada. And all of us knew what that meant. Harjit Sanjin Nazar was wanted in India. There was the rupee, and there was the, the million dollar, uh, million rupee bounty on his head, and quote, there was no doubt in his mind and the community's mind that he was an active target. So here's a, a really um, interesting uh, comment I just came across the feed. It's from yesterday, but um, the, there was a it was a tweet by Jen Gerson. Hmm. She's and hit her often miss. Yes. Um, I'll read her tweet in a second, but it was the response that came up 18 seconds ago. Jen Gerson, I really do think a lot of progressives are overestimating how much conservatives actually care about Modi. And Nikki with an E, it's at winter underscore Canada. 
apparently they were justifying the murder yesterday yesterday by saying he wasn't a Canadian. Seriously. Yes. yes. And it was a minister of Mark Miller. Thank you. Who said, I can assure you he's been a Canadian since twenty fifteen. Yes. And a couple of months before Prime Minister Trudeau became Prime Minister. That's right. So So under conservative government he became a Canadian citizen. Yes. So take your racism and shove it up your arse. I just, they will look for any yeah. excuse, any yeah. excuse, yeah. right? He's not a citizen. He's not a citizen. And now it's going to be like, well, he wasn't born here. So, you know, he wasn't a real citizen. You know, that's coming next, that's right? The next step, right? Of course it is. You know it. Here's, they have to make these distinctions that don't exist or don't have any material Distinctions without a difference, as the prime minister said, a Canadian is a Canadian is a Canadian. Whether That's you were right. born here, whether you've been, whether you were just sworn in five minutes ago, or whether you, you're Canadian, or, or whether you're five hundred years old <laughs> and, and exactly. still alive today, you know, you're a Canadian. So, um, yeah, Judas Canadian. Um, I, I so. You know, I've, I've talked about this in the past where I said, I, I, I often meet people, you know, I'll be sitting in the pub over here, a conversation, and then I'll just chime in and go, what do you mean you haven't got your citizenship left yet? You've lived in Canada for how long? Uh, seven years. You've lived in Ottawa for seven years, and they haven't given you your citizenship yet? Ooh, Mateo. We've got some Honey Nut Mateos. Mateos. <laughs> honey Nut Cheerios. And she brings me a coffee. What a lovely lady. Thank you, darling. Um, so I said, you know, if you've it's lived awesome. in Ottawa for one full year, one winter and one summer and still want to be here, automatic citizenship. And one of my coworkers, we were, because he, he noticed my earring and, yes. and he says, well, I'm originally from uh, Nigeria. I said, oh, okay. I said, you know, how long have you been here? He's 22 years. I go, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I said, uh, you know, my, my rule is, and I You're explained it to him. <laughs> I, I, well, I explained it to him. I go, you know, one year in Ottawa season round you you suffer through our summer you suffer through our winter and still want to be here automatic citizenship he goes yeah when i immigrated here i, I came to go to school in winnipeg oh you put that <laughs> what because <laughs> from nigeria yeah. from nigeria nigeria to portage in maine oh yeah poor child. oh and by the way his name is paul awesome dude awesome <laughs> Great dude name. and he says yeah he says yeah i came i came to canada from nigeria straight to winnipeg in January, I'm like, oh dear lord! <laughs> and you did. I go, dude. You, you, you land and you don't get on tail? the plane and leave right away. Yes. You just get citizenship. Here's your passport. Because man, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Kit Moan says that Mateo has noticed and says, "Good morning, good morning to you, Mateo. I hope you're hey, feeling buddy. less grumpy today and much happier." Yeah. It's uh, a happy day, Matteo. You start our show every morning, but little buddy, I don't know if he if he if he knows that or not, but he yes. starts our show every morning. Yes, he brings us so much joy every time I hear it. Good morning. Oh, yeah. It's the Eager Beaver show. I just go, yay. I wonder how he's <laughs> gonna feel in 20 years from now when we're still doing this. <laughs> <laughs> He'll have replaced me probably. <laughs> he's coming for my job. <laughs> All right, uh, we have some comments from the kids here. Uh, Terry Molesky was on Indian News yesterday, sympathizing with India. Um, I've uh, 
I, I don't know if it's sympathizing, but yes, it would definitely uh, sound like that. That's for sure. Uh, Terry Molesky uh, wrote a book uh, called um, Blood for Blood, 50 Years of the Global Calistan Project. Um, and uh, so he's written extensively about it, and uh, his perspective is... Um, well, he was asked, why would the Indian government be so worried about the political activities of a group of mostly Canadians? And he said, this is his quote, so they're worried about it because they're, uh, because uh, just the Canadian, oh, sorry, that's really weird. I think he stumbled on his words there. Yeah, uh, just, uh, I, took I the do quote it all the down. time. Uh, so they're worried about it because, well, I'm just going to read what I have. So they're worried about it because they're worried about it. Just the Canadian government is about domestic politics. And that is that for Indians, they remember the past and they watch the present in the... Yeah, and you know what? This quote does not make sense. Uh, the AI did not transcribe it. Great. <laughs> That's what um, I'm thinking. This does not make sense whatsoever. Um, just abandon it. Yeah, so abandon let's go to the part where it starts to make interest. sense. Yeah, I think uh, is that every fam family in the Punjab, where most of the world seeks to live, or the where most of the world seeks live, has terrible memories of what they tell us our movement was all about back in the days of the 80s and the early 90s. And I don't mean mm. just big events like the Air India bombing of 85. I'm talking about the everyday killings for more than a decade of more than 200,000 people in the Punjab. And those thousands of victims died in what was basically an attempt to ethnically cleanse Punjab, to drive the Hindus out. And if you fast forward to the present and you look at the referendum voting uh, or Sikh state, for example, in Canada, let's say, well, they changed and now they're democratic. Look what's wrong with looking. And I'd agree that there's nothing wrong with voting, but the referendum campaign in Canada is named for its poster boy, who's the worst mass murderer in the history of Canada. Um the, the guy who what? was told who the guy who was told to bombard the Air India. Oh, okay. That's so apparently the movement is named moment. after him. Uh that India that event had killed three hundred and thirty-one civilians and if you add he goes if you add to all of that what is happening now for example there was a parade in brampton ontario this year and many people uh didn't see it but there was a life-size display of a reenactment and celebration of the assassination of the 1984 prime minister indira Gandhi. Mm. so you could see why the average indian remembers the Khalistan movement very differently than canadians mm. do and they don't see a quite peaceful democratic movement. India would have clearly made this known to Canadian government what options the Canadian authorities have had to deal with these examples. Uh, anyway, it, it goes on. But, um, the, and again, right, I don't know enough. Um, so, but from what I'm hearing is that it's a messy situation where um, some of the things that Modi is doing right now to Muslims mm -hmm. are Which he's been that, doing for some time, though. Yes. I mean, they've been burning mosques for years now. Yes, are things, at least the claim here, that uh, Sikhs had been doing to Hindus in Khalistan specifically. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
yeah, it's not something we can wade into the weeds on because it's not air. Uh, it's, I mean, it's it's halfway around the world. It's uh, well, it's on the other side of the world. It's an issue that we're not well versed in. No. Uh, I, and I don't. It's just I have a periphery what, of it. Right? Yeah, we're just presenting what both aspects mm-hmm. are saying. We should uh, find somebody who could come in and and and, and wax poetically about it. Um, who's who's well versed? If we can find somebody who would be interested to come on the show and but and discuss even, it. Even then, I wouldn't even know how to. Yeah, true, true. To to vet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's just on a, not an area that I have enough knowledge in. Yeah, uh, and, but I think it's something I'll be doing a lot more reading on in the near future because of the fact that it's now touched down on our soil, right? So. It's, it's, uh, and, and you know what, it, I'll, I'm going to hazard a guess that it's been going on longer than this, longer than we know about. Um, it's just only coming to light for public knowledge now. This has probably been going on for 30 years. Oh yeah. But we're only finding out about it now. And, and, you know, there's been other members who have just, you know, been gunned down in, in BC and it, they made it look like a, a gang related or drug related or. I wonder if that was actually the case. You got to call it, call that into question now, right? You have to ask the question. If you're going to be thorough, you have to ask the question. Even the question is uncomfortable or inconvenient. You have to ask the question. You have to find out. Well, and it's a legitimate question. I don't know. Did you ever see the CBC miniseries Biba Boys? No, I didn't. So there was two, two series they did, um, within a couple of years of each other, there was Dragon Boys and then there was Biba Boys and they both took place in British Columbia, uh, Vancouver, lower mainland. Um, uh, Dragon Boys was about, uh, well, I, I won't say Asian because they're both <laughs> South Asian, right? Yeah. Uh, B- uh, Dragon Boys was about uh, Chinese gangs and okay. Biba Boys was about, uh, mm, Indo Sikh uh, Pakistani gangs in in um, in BC. Okay. Um, if you can find it, Biba Boys. They were both of them were really well done programs, uh, and apparently, if memory serves, the writers had been somewhat intimately involved for both series in the sense that they grew up with it and around it. So I, I just watched it as a as, you know as an onlooker basically because I don't have any knowledge of what goes on within that uh, grouping of people within I don't know what goes on in gangs in this city and there's gangs in this city there's a right. guns and gangs unit right I don't know what goes on so well same uh, thing just, me too and I don't want to well yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. it's not like I'm like hanging around going hey what you guys doing over there yeah. <laughs> well I, I remember about uh, back in the 90s uh, I was dating a woman who lived in a questionable neighborhood and uh, we only went out on two or three dates. Nothing, nothing ever became of it. And I remember once I, I would usually meet her downtown somewhere. And one day I, she asked me to come pick her up. So I went to pick her up and I'm in a, a, a white company car, corporate logos on the side of it. I'm in a shirt and tie. And I noticed that the 10 minutes I was waiting for her in the parking lot, she says, I, I texted her. She says, I'll be right out in a couple of minutes. I'm like, okay. Called her, I think not texted her, but, um, the police drove by about seven times in a 10 minute period. I'm like, what the, Oh, they thought it was a drug deal. Because mm. mm. that, that particular neighborhood was well known for that at the time. I don't know if it still is, but it was at the time. So it's like, well, was that around hell towers? No, South of Walkley. 
Okay. Oh, yeah. That. that okay. The other part. Of, yeah. yeah. There's you, two you parts know. of town. Yes. <laughs> well, there's three. There's also Caldwell. Yes. Yes. Actually, yes. That's true. Oh, boy. Uh, how are we doing on time, Mr. Grizzly? Yeah, we got about 10 minutes. All right. Uh, so that tomorrow, was... Tomorrow will be a, a, a remote location for me. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, I have to... I, I got to be in the office at 7 tomorrow, so... All right. So um, that's what we've got uh, on, on that subject. And uh, like I said, uh, kids, um, we're just trying to present what it is that we found out uh, from all perspectives. Uh, because, uh, like I said, we had the comment in the chat here that Miloski was apologizing for. I'm no, I don't, I'm, I'm perfectly willing to admit my ignorance. I don't know if that's enough. Um, uh, to qualify as apologizing or or not, um, you know, I'm seeing some comments here that the Kalistan project is legitimate, like the Kurdistan project is. I don't even know enough to say that, um, but uh, I do know enough to know that this is a hot mess. And oh, yeah. uh, for those of us who are new to the subject, it's going to take us a while to figure it out. And um, I think uh, there's a lesson. From this that we should uh, learn, and um, particularly the Canadian media, who were uh, rushing in the entire weekend going, oh, well, Trudeau didn't show up and didn't explain, what a rude guest, and, well, geez, pulling out of trade talks without any explanation. Well, that sounds a little stupid. Why is he trying to destroy the country? Why is he trying to piss off Modi? We need him. Why is he trying to... And then we find that out. Um, when you don't know, like we're admitting we don't know. Mm. Um, you don't have to swing at every damn pitch. Yeah. Sometimes just holding back and not giving your instant hot take so that you can let things play out for a couple hours or a couple of days so you can get a sense of what's going on uh, saves you from having to scrape egg off your face later. Mm-hmm. There's not many of us in the Canadian press and Canadian media that have delved into the subject deep enough for us to be stating with authority, especially Goodness five no. seconds after we learned something. Oh, this is terrible, and the prime minister did it. Or the prime no. minister's a hero and did the right thing. We don't know. That's more bluster from PP. Right. More bluster from PP. He's just but, trying to score a political point. Because yesterday but, he 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 was agreeing with the prime minister. Yes, and he can't do that. He can't be seen doing that. No. So again, so it has to be like the prime minister is hiding information from him, right? Not being information that he's not entitled to see because he does not have top secret security clearance, so he can yes. shut his pie hole. But the narrative, right? Because oh, the prime minister sneaky and not forthcoming, and some um, criminal mastermind and unethically, inherently unethically. And the people who have been suckered into believing him will believe him. Yeah. So he's just feeding that narrative like this. So he was on Team Canada for all of about 35 seconds. Yeah. Well, I'm going to put a a link in the chat here to a tweet, a tweet thread from, uh, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's uh, S-H-I-S-H-I-T-O-6-I-X. Okay. Yes, yes. That's a good account. Yes, it's a very good account, um, and and this I just got to share the the first. It's a, a long tweet thread about lies from Skippy, and and I'm just going to share this screenshot of the first one, tracking Pierre Polyev's lies. 
When I was housing minister, housing minister, Pierre claims to have been housing minister for Stephen Harper's government. Fact check. Harper's government never had a housing portfolio, nor did it have a housing minister. And if he was housing minister, it would have been when he was minister of economic development or human resources and economic development, which right. he was for about 10 months, That's the last it. 10 months of the Harper term. Yeah. Okay. Pierre claims he can fix our housing issue, but his voting record proves he doesn't care about un unhoused Canadians. He voted against the Canada housing benefit. He repeatedly yep. voted against the right to housing. Yep. He voted to block all federal investments to build, introduced a so-called housing plan with absolutely no mention of homelessness or supports for renters, endorsed anti-construction nimbyism in Calgary. The entire tweet thread is similar to that where it has like graphics that, that and it, it's a very long tweet thread and it's a very good one because it's a fact check on every single freaking lie and it goes on and on and on and mm, this needs to be played oh, on repeat on every media there is to let Canadians know what this guy is. His voting record proves that everything he says is a damned lie. Yep. Don't listen to what they say. Listen to how they vote. Listen to how they vote. All right. Uh, some little bit of news before we go. Um, the Professional Women's Hockey League had their draft on the 18th. And, uh, well, um, there's a lady uh, whose last name is Heiss, H-E-I-S-E, -E, for some reason. And I do not, why is this computer not opening my links? <laughs> you, you have a lot of computer issues. Jeez. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. Taylor Heiss uh, went, uh, she's from Minnesota, and uh, she went to Minnesota, and she was picked first overall. So the Minnesota Gophers will be the name of the team. Um, Billie Jean King was there uh, for the announcement because she's one of the key people uh, associated with the organization, along with uh, the owner, I think it is, of the Dodgers, I think, who is uh, uh, the main or principal or even sole shareholder for the entire league. Uh, Manitoba's... Uh, a lady from Manitoba whose last name is Larocque, Jocelyn Larocque. She's a defenseman. Uh, she was the first drafted player to join one of the Canadian-based teams uh, going second to Toronto. Um, I am going to be really excited, like for about five or six years from now, um, mm -hmm. because, you know, every time that there's a draft that comes on, you know, all the sports networks are there and you have like the four or five or six people at the table and they're talking about the draft like like big news like who's going to go where and when like i can't wait to see those types of shows for the women's what's hockey the, league uh, tavi what's the what's the good news about waterloo i'm not even sure what it is yes uh, i'd be happy to share if it's good news i don't i don't i'm not familiar yes with it. um so that draft took place uh kit kendra reports in the chat here uh hey mr grizzly no honking yet from the convoy reunion reunion save the children march uh did they did, did they get the million vans to march uh, <laughs> i'm glad I've, I've heard nothing yet yes. so and i don't think a million a million there won't even be a million people in canada coast to coast participating in this not even close you know why most of us have to go to work today yes because it's wednesday yes you know what wednesday is wednesday is a working day 
Yep. Basic Income Past in uh, Waterloo. Cool. Okay. Oh, I'll check nice. That out. I'm going to share. Uh, I'm going to share. You know how uh, Facebook Memories comes up with stuff you did in the past. Yep. I'm going to share something with you. This is from uh, uh, me a couple of years back, uh, 2018 to be precise, when I was in London. It's me fist bumping <laughs> with a pharaoh. <laughs> And then there's a bunch of stuff of me pointing at things. That's the British Museum, pointing at the British Museum. That's in Greenwich Village on the on the uh, Meridian Line. And uh, there I am pointing at, uh, uh, oh, what's the name of it? Uh, Canary Wharf. Mm-hmm. There I am pointing at the Cuddy Sark that I'm actually on. There I am pointing at uh, Tower Bridge. There I am pointing at uh, Trafalgar Square. And there's uh, Nelson's Column. And uh, that's more Trafalgar Square. And that's a pigeon in Dublin. Oh, at, Pierre uh, joined you for the, your trip. The St. James Gate. Um, that's that's my friend Sarah. Hi, Sarah. And uh, this is this is at Slane Castle in the distillery. That's Slane whiskey in the background. There's the whole wedding party. My family's in there. There's my sister, my brother-in-law, my other sister. Uh, my mom and dad are in the back Hello, there. Family. That's my mom and my uncle Paul. Ah. That's who I'm named after. That's me. And I don't know who the fellow was in the background. I just liked the picture, so I snapped it. That's a palm tree in downtown Dublin. Okay. And and so I thought this was fitting. This is the Meridian line, right? right. Ottawa, Montreal, 73 degrees. Ottawa, 75 degrees. Chicago. What's missing from that? Toronto's yeah, not, Toronto's on, not there. on there. <laughs> it's not. Ha ha. Ha ha. <laughs> I just thought it was kind of funny. Yeah. Buenos Aires, Montevideo, and there I am. Yeah. Anyway, I thought I'd share just a couple of photos from a few years back. And the whole pointing thing, the whole reason I do that, it's a, it's a, it's a throwback to the 80s, a very famous film from an Australian fellow. Remember Crocodile Dundee? Mm-hmm. So he's on, he's on the roof of 30 Rock, and they snap his photo, and he, he reaches out and he points to uh, the Empire State Building nods they take a photo then he points again with his other hand nods <laughs> so that's the whole reason it's just a gag thing i do when i'm on vacation i like to i like to share those photos because they're fun oh thank you for sharing them all right uh do we have a show mr grizzly we do indeed i'm gonna check and see if i got uh, I, i've been told i was sent the link let me just check and see if i've got the the link for the um for the uh, UBI passage of in the city of Waterloo, and uh, my computer's not behaving correctly for some reason. All right, uh, I'll look it yeah, up. And I see don't know. If, um, I'll look it up and see if we can get it in for yeah. the, the Easter egg. Uh, all right, uh, <laughs> the dude can point. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, kids! All right. Uh, kits and cubs uh that's the end of this episode of the daily beaver morning show we hope that you love listening to us because we love making this for you remember that uh sharing is caring and word of mouth is priceless and you have the mouse from whom we want the word to be spread so please tell your peeps and poops about us um because democracy is something that you do if you are in Manitoba. Uh, please make sure that you do what you need to do so that you can plan your vote. And uh, Miss Cassie uh, yesterday reminded us, I believe, that uh, debates are tomorrow uh, for Manitoba and that uh, early voting starts on either the 23rd or the 24th of September. So uh, make sure that you get out there and cast your ballots. Also donate to the Red Cross. Uh, donate here for here 
here, our brothers and sisters in Canada, or for our friends in Morocco. If you're donating in Canada, I believe that Air Canada is matching your donation. And if you're donating to Morocco, the Canadian government is uh, tripling your donation up to uh, $3 million total. Uh, so please... Uh, do what you can there. And as always, uh, as we say, write your MPs, your MPPs, your MLAs, your senators, your media, and uh, demand better in our media coverage, in our laws, how you're represented, examples. all that good stuff. Demand better. Um, let's see. Uh, if you would like to make sure that you do not miss an episode when we have it, please go to our pod page sponsored by the lovely, wonderful, and amazing The Ray Girl. Uh, that's podpage.com slash the true north eager beaver lowercase letters all in one word and uh, like we said when we have something fresh off the bandwidth we will come directly to you not straight though just gaily forward and <laughs> since you are subscribing to stuff why not make like kit elaine and subscribe to our true north eager beaver media incorporated youtube page and if you like to smash well it's it's a party because like is there, share is there, and subscribe is there. So you can smash with all three. Go on. Get busy. Yeah. And uh, if you would get like to get in there. Yeah. <laughs> and if you love what we do, uh, uh, there we go. Kit Cassie, good morning. Yes, tomorrow, Leaders Debate. Thank you. Uh, there we go. There's the pointing. Um, and there... <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh and uh and now i forgot what i was gonna say oh yes if you'd like to support us and encourage us to do more uh as uh, some people have done again yesterday and i'm sorry i trust me i i think i'm gonna have an episode where i'm just gonna be like reading people who left tips uh but i will note them and will give you the proper acknowledgement uh at uh on our us scan that qr code that appeared by mr grizzly's head uh, which will bring you to our coffee page and uh for those listening, well, that's coffee spelt a little bit of an interesting way. ko-fi.com slash eager beaver, lowercase letters, all in one word. And that's where you can make your contribution to the Eager Beaver Lodge Emergency Hydration Fund, where you can keep our vocal cords moist so that we can deliver this show for you. Our friends, Guinness Beer Draft, specifically. Yes, uh, hot chocolate, Caesar, uh, gluten-free farm boy chocolate chip cookie ice cream sandwiches. I haven't had one for a while, kids. They're all there. They're waiting for us uh, to help us write and produce and market and deliver the show to you. So uh, please make your contribution, and uh, that would be very welcome and very appreciated. From the Beaver Lodge, this is your eager reaver saying, uh, kids, it could be a tough world out there, so please be kind to and gentle with yourselves. Mr. Grizzly, some words of wisdom, please. Yeah. Um, please share the Twitter thread that I shared in the uh, comments, if you can, with as many people as possible so that Canadians know how much of a pathetic lying I'm gonna I'm gonna censor what I'm what I was about to say, but pathetic line person Pierre Polyev is or Polyev, Skippy Pierre Skippy the Wonder Pigeon. He, he's the lying little shit gibbon, and he needs to be called out for it because he lies every time he opens his mouth, and he continues to get away with it because Canadian media does nothing to stop him, and I'm sick of it. Look, every politician lies. I get that, but this guy's been lying his ass off for almost twenty years. Two decades. He just gets away with it, and I'm sick of it. And look, we will call out any politician that lies, 
every single one of them, every single time. But this guy's litany of lies, this guy's history of lying, the fact that he gets away with it, no. No, I'm sick of it. So please share that tweet thread uh, with as many people as you can. You know, snap snap a few photos, of it, whatever you got to do. But we got to get this word out. Canadians need to know that this man is lying through his teeth. All he wants is power. He does not want to govern. And he will harm so many people in this country because he doesn't care about you. He yep. doesn't care about you. He just doesn't. And that's it. That's all I got to say. All right. Mr. Grizzly, please roll them credits. You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver media podcast. The True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum. And The Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. I found it. Uh, it says that uh, the city council of Waterloo has carried a motion unanimously in support Excellent. of vacancy income. That was That's the big great. news. I am going to find out more about it uh, because there was an article on September 11th in CBC uh, say, uh, called Waterloo Councillor Wants City to Support Call for National Basic Income Program. So that's September 11th. Uh, I will uh, include it right here for you so that you can put it in the chat, Mr. Grizzly, for the kits so they can look at it. So that's uh, a pre-article uh, in the lead-up to the vote that happened yesterday. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Thank you for bringing that to our attention. And as uh, Kit Saucy says also, uh, I would like to throw potatoes at the Dingleberry Parade. <laughs> and Jen says, ignore the Dingleberry Parade today, folks. Potato is going to potate. So I, I got. I have to go to work. I don't have time for this crap. Yeah, and I got to prepare the next show. And uh, somebody, uh, it seems that the kids really liked our moist today. It was particularly moist. And Kit, Kit, Kit Dan's going. Uh, his eyebrows are moist. Well, not yet, but uh, now they are. Right, <laughs> 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 kids. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all had. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know? And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com.